Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adeomi. I have a very interesting question that came from a pastor in Africa. And he actually sent this to me as his Bible study that he was preparing. So that's how they appreciated their radio broadcast they are receiving. The radio broadcast we are sending to them and they are being blessed by it and they are using also to, to bless others. What they learn from the radio sermons because what we preach is we are not just preaching to unbelievers. We know that we are on missionary radio station and only Christians are on that mission that, that are listening to that missionary radio station. So we are actually edifying the body of Christ by all our sermons that the Lord has put in our heart to preach. So when we preach in the end time, when we preach about healing, when we preach about faith, we are edifying the body of Christ for the perfecting of the saints. So the believers that are listening are the mostly believers that listen to those missionary readers here because that's the way they get their their entertainment and resources. While the others that are that while the other radio stations worldwide are talking ungodly things, Christians always want to listen to songs, by sermons, teaching from the missionary radio stations. So we know we are actually going, we are actually addressing the uh, sermons to God's to, to believers. And pastors very, very, very likely always enjoy those sermons and build them up also. And they also use some of those sermons to teach their people in their own languages. And this is why some of them, when they prepare their Bible study, they want to send it to a, a, any, any minister that they have associated with that. Can you shake this one out to make that they are also in line with the world of God? So this pastor from Africa sent me, he said that, greetings to you in the lovely name of... Jesus our Lord, I can start off with an introduction of myself. I'm Pastor Kelvin. Give his last name. Seeing our church getting flooded recently due to downpour of rain from leaking roofs was outbreaking. We have been through many floods as the ceiling has gotten but as well. So he wanted to he went for said that but what can I do when there is no help to get a repair below is what I prepare to teach the church congregation next week. So he said this is what he has prepared to teach the church congregation in his church. In the following week, and the title of his of his uh, of his article that he wanted to teach is the thing about Noah. This was it is a twenty twenty two is when he wrote this. He said he wanted to talk about Noah to his people because they have been having flood and so so he was trying to encourage them. So now this is what he was writing down as his article and is what he wants to say. Did Noah preach to the people of his day? Did he invite them to get on the ark and be saved? That was the question he, he was going to address in the. In this article of the thing about Noah, you said there is a popular belief out there that people used to make a point about people not listening to their end time or salvation warnings. They claim that the people of Noah they didn't listen to him either, and they were destroyed in the flood because of it. And he, and he was saying that the thing is that this is not even biblical. That there are no scripture that say this or even implies. Since we want to be like Berians and search the scripture to see if it be true, let's take a look at the relevant scripture. So he went on through this article to point to the fact that nobody didn't really preach to them. That's part of what he was trying to say. And he said, These are the records of the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. So he went through so many. It's a long article that I will not be reading all this. His presentation, he went to present all of these things to his conclusion about the flood and the ark of safety of Noah and so on and so forth. So let's see how he concluded it. And he said in the last part, he said in Second Timothy chapter two, verse fifty, he said, 
to do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed currently and do the word of truth. I hope this has helped you in learning to be a Berean and search the scriptures to learn for yourself if what people teach is true or not. This is actually not an exhaustive study on this topic, so please feel free to comment on this Bible study. Let me know what you think. So he, he went to just telling his example to, to his believers to be Bible scholars. That's really what he, he tied to the reason why he was saying this. The Bible does say in 2 Peter chapter 2 that Noah was a preacher of righteousness, but preaching about righteousness is different from inviting people to get on the ark. Once again, it is possible that while Noah was busy building the ark, that he told some people to repent and they might get permission to enter the ark and be saved too. However, there is no biblical support for this belief. This doctrine is reading into scripture that which is not there, actually undermines the purposes of God in saving Noah and his family. It is trying to correct it. It is trying to connect a past event to a future event in an attempt to justify an eschatological point of view. I think we must be careful in interpreting the Bible to fit our own personal belief system. Rather, we need to take Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 to heart, especially the part about correctly handling the word of truth. So, more or less, he's saying he's going to be presenting this, this teaching to his people so not to just take everything that they hear as gospel truth that maybe Noah didn't tell people to come into the ark, it was just preaching righteousness, and and that was his topic. This is my response, because many of those pastors send their article like that, that they want me to to look through it and see, and comment on it, or they read it from other minister, they have some doubt, they want me to help them com comment on it, and this is what I wrote back to this pastor, Kelvin, from, you know, after, when I saw the email, this is the email response. Thank you for your email, Pastor Kelvin. I read through your presentation and it is interesting. That's how I started it. Wisdom teaches us to simply present the world as we are enlightened. Remember that. Wisdom teaches us to simply present the world as we are enlightened. I normally would present several opinions that has been expressed about, about an historical writing and tell which opinion and accept. Remember that. Because if any of these historical writings are written according to the the witness, the eyewitness, you can see the same thing and two people might give different way of presenting it. That's why, why I said I normally will present several opinions that have been expressed about an historical writing and tell which opinion I accept. Remember the stories in the Old Testament are historical events. That's what I pointed to him, historical. I mean, they're just history. And who wrote the history is very important. It's one of the things that you have to... And then when they write the history, everybody gives the interpretation according to how they understood what they are reading. Also, they are historical. And I said, different people, even in that time frame, would explain what happened differently. That's what I'm trying to point out here. Any historical writing, different people even in that time frame, will explain what happened differently. So I won't fault anyone reading between the lines when they express what they thought might have happened. Because he was trying to say that people are reading meaning to the scriptures they, they read about Noah, that Noah must have preached to them, or Noah was inviting them, they didn't come. Okay, those are possibilities. So he was saying that, well, let's just not say that. 
Uh, so I give him examples of how historical writings can be described to or reported differently by two different people. Yes, I say an example. The writer of Second Samuel chapter twenty-four verse one, and the writer of First Chronicles chapter twenty-one verse one. You see, Second Samuel was written people by Bazum that it was written by Samuel the prophet himself. Now Chronicles, First Chronicles was written by some other people later that are Jews that are reporting the history of the kings. But look at the same story in Second Samuel chapter twenty-four verse one. Compare that to First Chronicles chapter twenty-one verse one. They are saying the same story, but they differ on the same historical event as to who did it. That's what I'm trying to point out. In those two, in that same story reported in Second Samuel chapter twenty-four verse one, and also reported in First Chronicles chapter twenty-one verse one, were reported by two different people because not the same person. Samuel was reported to be was recorded to be the one that wrote Second Samuel. And another person recorded false chronicles, but they differ on the same historical event as to who did it. One said Satan did it, the other one said God did it. You see now? So it's two different perspectives. A second example the sons of God in Genesis chapter 6, verse 1 to 2. Some expositors believe it represented the line of Seth, Adam's line. They think that's what the Moses meant by the sons of God. And that uh, uh, that they are referred to as the sons of God. While the line of Cain are the daughters of men. Others that are reading that accept the angelic washers as the sons of God that are referenced. As written in Jude, the book of Jude, who refer to the book of Enoch. Go and read Jude verse 6 and verse 14. He was referring to the to the to the angels that said that they are the angels that were washers. But he was referring to, he was getting that from the book of Enoch. Well, the book of Enoch is not in the uh, Bible, but it's still circulating. And if you go and look at the book of Enoch, the report that it was Enoch that wrote it. And he was he was pointing to the fact that it was these old washers, that I expect to be holy washer angels that I expect to be washing there, that did that. They are called sons of God. And they are the ones, you see, all this, they are called the sons of heaven in the book of Enoch, that they are the angels that are washing there, that they are the ones that. That begin to approach the daughters of men and intermarried and brought forth the giants. You see, and that was what Enoch was pointing to. To the book of uh, Jude was pointing to the book of Enoch that these are referencing the sons of God that are angels. Also, see, my point is, even if you were present when it happened, you will only report as you understood it, which will differ from how the other guy in the same event understood what's happening. See what I'm saying? Now, I continue my response to this brother. I say, if I ask you to tell me what happened in Lagos, that was Nigeria because he was from Nigeria. See, if I ask you to tell me what happened in Lagos when soldiers opened fire on protesters at the toll gate a year or two ago, you may present it from one angle. The government reporter will present it from another angle. Also. While the organizers of the protest will present it from another angle. Various explanations for the same historical event. See what I'm saying? It was an event. Some young people are protesting against the government. And some, some government entity went and sent soldiers to shoot at these protesters. And it was reported that some people were killed, not so, at the toll gate. Now, uh, many people were only reading the story from the news. Even though they were in Nigeria, they were reading the story from the news, like, newspaper. Those boys that were protesting, those that didn't get killed, 
they will be reporting the same story from their own perspective. The government that was being protested against will be sending reporters to report it there from their own perspective. You see? But see the same event. So that's what I'm saying. It depends on who you are hearing, whom you are listening to. So as you teach in your Bible study, I will admonish to present all the opinions raised and tell the opinion you subscribe to without calling the other opinions false. This goes for the interpretation of all the prophetic future events also. You see what I'm saying? That's just my wisdom of telling him that because he was presenting his uh, teaching as saying anyone that says that uh, Noah was inviting them to the heart is false. And so they are misinterpreting the Bible. No, don't, don't just preach your own. In fact, if you are going to preach your own, present all your different opinions. Some people say this, some people say that, some people say that, but this is what you believe. That is then leave the audience to decide which one they are going to accept. No, so, because these are just opinions about what happened in an, ev in an event. So, this is a good wisdom for everyone to know that when you are trying to, it's always the same thing about the end time. Somebody say, Who is the Antichrist? Because we are all reading from the book of Revelation and we are interpreting the book of Revelation chapter 13. Some may say the Antichrist is going to be this. Some say the Antichrist is going to be that. Some say the Antichrist is going to be that. They are all interpreting the same prophecy. See? But don't try to say these people are false. The other people are false. You are the only one that's right. It's always that people say, when will the Marapture take place? Some say it's going to take place pre tribulation, before the end of tribulation, seven, before seven years of tribulation. Some say it's going to be in the middle of the tribulation. Some say it's going to be at the end of the tribulation. It's going to be in no rapture. See? But don't don't call these people demons. Don't call these people false because you are the only one that you think is right. That's why many people are predicting this and they always fall because they are going to miss God. See, God wants to just tell the opinion of this fellow, tell the opinion of that fellow, tell the opinion of that you tell the one you subscribe to that I believe this one. Okay. So that is why, but if you are finally wrong or right, you have not told the lie because you have told what every person is saying. Because these are just opinions of interpretation. Even if you are the witnesses, if you are witnessing something, you only will tell what you see, what you thought you had, or what you saw, or what you had. Other people who are on their corner there, maybe there's another revival that's going on recently in a place in Kentucky. Some people went there to go and see. Some went there and saw this. Some went there and saw that the, they locked the door and they didn't let them in. You see? Some were inside, some were not allowed to let in. And then some began to talk some their opinion about the revival. Well, that's their opinion. Some people that were inside were praising God for the revival. No, so some other people were lambasting the revival, you see. That's how they see it, you see. But we don't, we don't lambast them. We just say, well, that's the all different opinions of the same event that took place. See, that's why I said, when it becomes a historical event, don't condemn those people that say this is what happened, and this, or other people that say this is what happened, because that's how they saw it. Or people that say this is what happened, that's how they saw it. You just say that these are all opinions, but this is what I believe.